You are listening to Ducks Hockey on Fire, your official home for Anaheim Ducks fan talk. Coach P and Hank discuss all the latest in Anaheim Ducks news, results, standings, and anything else Anaheim Ducks hockey related. Happy holidays, folks. The Hampus Lindholm with a hat trick last night against the Islanders to cap it off beautifully in overtime and we shed the overtime demon finally um you know i was there last night i was i was just thinking it was another horror night like new jersey you have a three to one lead in the game you blow it a couple stupid penalties by kevin Waugh, and uh you know the islanders are back in the game and they and they take the lead and i just thought we were destined for for another collapse but the boys got it done raquel Beautiful game, uh, game time goal, and 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 that's that's the rest of it. So, what do you think about last night, Coach? Well, first of all, Hampus Lindholm. I've just been waiting for him to be the kind of player he was last night. Again, I don't want to go crazy, but I see a lot of Nicholas Lidstrom in Hampus Lindholm, and I think that if the Ducks just wait, he's going to emerge as one of the top defensemen in the NHL at some point. Now, I think. You know, he's not Nicholas Lidstrom, but he's very much like him. He has a lot of those same qualities, and, you know, he's still young. I mean, how old is he? He's 23, right? So, 20, well, I think you're... I mean, come on, 23? He's not going to come into his own until he's 27, 28, 29, 30. Right. Well, and, and you're right about a lot the way he played last night. I mean, when he... that That's kind of flashiness and, and the, the confidence with the puck, you know, We've seen that from him, and when he plays like that, he is incredibly effective and our and our best player, no doubt about it. Um, and you know, Fowler has flashed that too, but it's it's more you know prominent with Lindholm, and, and to see him play like that last night was huge. We needed him to step up and have a big game. Well, I really like Fowler, but I really, really, really like Lindholm. Lit- Lindy. Yep. He's the man. I think he is the key to the next steps of the Anaheim Ducks, the future of the Anaheim Ducks. No doubt you got to take a look at, you know, Getzloff, Perry. That that era of player is on their way out. And the new era of player are guys like Hampus Lindholm. And then, of course, last night you saw uh, Barzal. Yeah, yeah, good player. He is definitely a, a player of the future for the NHL. Well, well. So Brian Getzloff last night had a four assist night, and I just want to talk about him for a little bit because since he's come back in his last five games, he's had eight, nine points. So I don't know. That's uh, that's that's pretty special for for Getzloff to come back and and, and have uh, excuse me, his eight points. Um, since he's back and and he's uh, on a bit of a streak here and he's playing well, he's he's got his confidence back. You know, Perry's coming back probably second week of January. So I like the way that the, the team is kind of playing right now. They're 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 starting to click as a unit, a bit more consistency, uh, and and hopefully we can continue that and end the road trip in Pittsburgh on a good note. Well, there's no doubt Ryan Getzloff can be more than what he was when before he was injured, and he's showing what he can do right now. He's an unbelievable skill player. He has unbelievable size. He has a great shot, great vision, and the vision was shown early in the game. Uh, the, the the goal by Cogliano, or actually they gave it to Lindholm, but yeah, that's right. They, but what a pl- yeah, what a play Lindholm, by but that's, gets that's a Cog's goal. He's driving the net and Getzloff finds him on the backside with just a nice little feathered backhand pass. 
It was unreal. And and uh, to find him through that little gap that the defender left, there wasn't much space, and and he was able to slot it through there. Cog's got a stick on it, and yeah, I was watching the replay a few times. It looked like it went off of uh, Lindholm's like cap of his skate. Like the toe cap, and you know, well, Lindholm, I guess that's his goal, but you know, he's happy about that. Lindholm's the beneficiary of that goal, but he was a big part of it. He drove the net, yeah, took a defenseman with him. It goes off, it goes off him, and they give him the goal. But that's that's often a play that you know a player makes where they where they drive the middle lane and somebody else scores, and the guy driving the middle lane doesn't often get credit for it on the score sheet. So it's you know, it's it's nice to see that he is rewarded on that one. Made a great play in the neutral zone to get it to get off to start the play so um, typically, yeah, they typically go- that's a forward who drives the inside lane it's a it's a three lane rush attack the puck carrier on the outside one driver on the inside goes between the D going to the near post then you got a guy on the backside the guy that's going to the near post the inside guy driving between the D he draws the weak side D with them which allows for the backside guy to be open and especially if the other team's not back checking applying back pressure which we talked about the other day when it came to our defensive woes if you don't keep track of that guy on the backside that means the goalie has to move all the way across the net if you get the puck all the way to the backside to him, and it's a very difficult save to make. Yeah, but, and you saw that, you know, Halak uh, didn't have a chance, really. I mean, Cogliano didn't even really get much on it. So, how about uh, Andre Kasha, second uh, game in a row with a goal? And, you know, I like that he chips chips it in now and then. He's, he's an effective player when he when he's on his game. Well, his goal is a goal scorer's goal. He just happened to go to the net, puck bounces on a stick, and he just finds a way to put it in the back. It, it, that's To me, those are the kind of goals that he can score. He's smart. He's elusive. He's hard to keep track of. And, you know, he goes out and has a, a, a really good night. Yeah, I, I think he played well with Nick Ritchie. Uh, you know, they both made some good plays on on that goal um, through the neutral zone, kind of played a little back-and-forth passing. Manson makes a great pass over, just gets it, you know, off a skate through the net, and like you said, Kosh is there to, to pick up the rebound. So, um, How about Jonathan Tavares? Yeah, you know, when I, was, when I was watching the game last night, he was basically invisible to me in the first period and then I saw him skating around at the start of the second I'm like oh is he playing tonight and then you know what he goes out and scores two more goals so um yeah he, he's he really turned it up in, in the second and third period uh I think he's in my opinion one of the best two-way players in the game up there with with Kopitar and and Getzloff and you know Taves sort of sort of the elite centerman in the league um and uh yeah, he showed it last night he played great and you know that I'd like to see Montour do a little more on Tavares's uh, tying goal, but hey, well, I you know, watched that play over and over and over again, and I guess really the only thing that uh, Montour could have done is just get his stick on the puck, and then hopefully that skips off his stick and goes out of play. But unfortunately, he just didn't close the gap on him quick enough, and that's what happens when you don't pay attention to a player like that. He he can he can definitely hurt you, and I guess that's some of the growing pains that we're going to have to take with uh, Montour. Because, again, as a defenseman, you're not really going to come into your own until you're 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 and play some of your best hockey at those points. And right now we have some very young defensemen. Yeah. And, and you know, they need to they need to learn and go through those sort of experiences. And, um, you know, even in the, the mix of a season, they can they can progress quite a bit. Not, so. not, to, not to digress, but this is really 
one of the other points that I had with Vatnin is I just don't think we gave him enough time. To, good for him that he got uh, he's getting some time in New Jersey. Good for us that we got Henrique. I think that's a huge uh, bonus for both teams. I think you know I've watched several different interviews about the about that trade over the course of time, and right now everybody feels like both teams won in that trade. Yeah, I, I mean I think. I think uh, both players are in a better organization for their game right now. Um, you know, here's the way I look at it. Henrique is 27. He's a developed player. Vatnin is 27. He's not. And and so I think the, that Henrique, Henrique has been in the league since he is 19. Yes, Vatnin came over when he was a, a, a somewhat as a developed professional in, in, uh, in the European League. But uh, I, I like the trade for Henrique because he brings an aspect to the Ducks game that we didn't necessarily have. He brings that sort of secondary centerman who still has the skill and the and the wherewithal to make plays. Vatnin's going to be great on the doubles because of his skating ability and his, you know, kind of off- offensive uh, mindset. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think it's good for both teams, but I think the Ducks got away with a little little robbery getting those picks um, and Blandizi. I mean, Blandizi's a, a good depth guy to have on your on your farm team. Well, one of the interesting stats from last night is the Ducks outshot the Islanders forty to twenty six. Really, a you know almost two to one in shots, and I, I just. I think that that's pretty important coming down the stretch is that we limit the amount of shots that are going in on our net. And I think that's if, if we can if we can get to that point where we're out shooting teams two to one on a regular basis, we're going to win more times than not. Yeah, and, and you know, just look at the Islanders' last three games. They have 15 goals against um, in three games. Five last night to us, six against Detroit the other night, and, and f- uh, four the night before that. So it's uh, it's a testament to to the Ducks last night. You know, ramping up the shots and, and kind of boxing out, and you know, giving Miller a chance to see all the pucks that he can. And um, I still think Miller, you know, he didn't look terrific last night. Uh, he made some good saves, but I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are a few he had no chance on, but uh, I don't know. I just he's not been, he's not been playing the the way he has been this season. Well, I guess for me is he found a way to get the job done, and I think when you're on the road, it's it's tough to look at some of those type of things when you're on the road on a long stretch, and you know what what you and I both considered murderers row when it comes to the games that they played in the last week and a half here. I mean, whatever you got to do to get the job done, and he did that. He found a way to win last night. That was that's probably the most important thing for me. Yeah, that's that, that is true. I mean, we needed those two points. You know, it was nice to get it to overtime, but we had to win the. You know, we had to get the two points. Uh, we now have five points out of a possible ten on the road trip. If we can go into Pittsburgh and take two, I said at the beginning of this, I said if we can come out of here with eight points, I think it's success. But now, you know, we can't do that. We can come out with seven. Uh, I think that would be pretty good. I think that we'd position ourselves, you know, more or less still in the hunt and, and in the mix of things. Well, one thing I think Randy Carlisle and Trent Yoni got to take a look at here tonight and tomorrow morning is shoring up the PK a little bit, allowing the Islanders go two for three last night. That's awfully difficult to try to win games when the other team gets two power play goals over the course of a game, uh, out of three cha- out of three tries. Yeah, this the special teams uh, 
need to buckle down. And, you know, after Kevin lost second penalty, the, that, that was, you know, it's a third game in a row now. Lindholm took two in a row. He took one in, in, in New Jersey, one in Madison Square Garden. But Wad did it last night where they've called a hold when the players are shoulder to shoulder and the, the defending player sticks his arm into sort of the rib cage and kind of does a can opener to take him down. And, you know, it's a questionable, you know, a questionable call can go either way. If you're coming in with a bit more force and it's kind of, you can kind of hit the guy, they let it go. But if you come in there and, and manipulate him to bring him down, so they called him on that. And, and, uh, you know, when, when Wah got out of the box, I, I saw Carlisle just stare through his soul, you know, like, it, and they put him right back out on the ice with Getzloff, said, you, you guys got to go get it done. And, um, you know, they went out there and, and tied the game. So, well, considering early in the game last night, there was a lot of stuff that was let go. In fact, that there was there was a sequence early in the game in the Islanders zone where I, f- I forget who it was, but there was a couple of checks from behind, there were a couple of hits from behind where a Ducks player went down and then an Islanders <clears throat> player went down. They let that go, and I thought for sure early in the game that the refs were just going to basically swallow their whistles for the night and allow the guys to go at it. Yeah, you you never know how to, how to read them, and uh, you, they they kind of build the consistency as the game goes on. So it was kind of hard to tell what they were calling, and then in sort of the second, third period, they started to to call the marginal ones, and there you have it. Islanders put two on the board, and uh, that almost was the difference in the game, but luckily it wasn't. Well, around the league last night, the Kings beat the Avalanche in OT two to one. Bruins beat the Jets two to one in a shootout. Devils beat the Rangers 4-3 in a shootout. Lots of shootout nice. games. Penguins beat the Blue Jackets in a shootout 3-2. Uh, Lightning beat the Sens 4-3 in a shootout. Uh, Hurricanes beat the Preds 4-1. Stars beat the Blackhawks 4-0. That's uh, that's a pretty interesting. That's a pretty pivotal game for us when we're looking at wild card spots. And then the Oilers beat the Blues 3-2. That's a huge win for them as they're trying to claw back into it. And then the Sharks beat the Canucks 5-4 in OT. And both those, that's a, both those, teams, that's get, a both those teams get points. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's a pretty crazy night in the NHL when you have, uh, what is that, eight or nine overtime games. And, <clears throat> you know, just says uh, to, to how, much, uh, how much scoring is being done in the league tonight and, and or these days did you know that last night dustin brown his 1000th career game with the los angeles kings you got to tip your cap to this guy he's had a heck of a resurgence this season and he scored the ot winner uh in against the avalanche at home and uh that's pretty special for for dustin brown i'm sure he's pretty happy about that special and huge for their team obviously a, a big win and as they as they keep battling Vegas back and forth for the number one spot in Pacific. They're, they've both been leapfrogging each other back and forth. Vegas, Vegas what, a what a story Vegas is. If, if uh, every, everybody listening, if you go over to the Players Tribune, um, David Perron just uh, released an article he wrote uh, about about sort of the transition to Vegas and and how the team has come together to you know to really pull off a heck of a season so far. So it's a great read. So uh, check that out, David Perron, of course former Duck, and you know he's having he's having quite a year now. He's back from injury. He's doing well. So in the Central, Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis. <laughs> 
in the Pacific, Kings, Golden Knights, Sharks, wild card spots is Dallas and Chicago with Minnesota, Chicago, Anaheim, uh, one, or actually Chicago, Minnesota, uh, and Calgary are tied at 39 points, and then the Ducks are are at 38 points, just one point, two points out of uh, sitting in that wild card spot. And I know there's going to be a lot of movement back and forth as the season wears on. So I, it's 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 gonna this is this is getting tightly contested. Obviously, the the Pacific is like this a lot over the years. Well, so it continues to be the same thing. That's right. And and Saturday night is going to be huge. We're going into Pittsburgh. They are one point out of a playoff wild card spot behind the Islanders. Um, and the Ducks are, are two points out or one point out behind Chicago. So both teams are going to be looking to play their best game of the season Saturday night. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. It's going to be a great game. The Penguins have been on a bit of a slide uh, recently. They, they won their last game, but before that they lost four of the last five. Ducks have, you know, struggled to find consistency, but played, played good last night. So I'm really looking forward to Saturday night. It should be fun. Games tonight, Wild at Panthers. Flyers in Buffalo, Canadians in Calgary, Capitals in Phoenix. So uh, a slate of games here. Flames have an opportunity. We got to keep an eye on that. Coyotes keep scla- uh, scratching uh, and Wild. Uh, wild, obviously from the from the Western Conference are in Florida playing the Panthers. It's a, it's a good, good game tonight. I got my eye on that Montreal Flames game. You know, I think uh, with the opportunity with Shea Weber out of the lineup, I think Calgary got to take advantage of that and, and try and get a big two points against the team that Montreal, they've, they've struggled to find the consistency this year. Well, you've been listening to Ducks Hockey on Fire with Coach P and Hank. You can catch Ducks Hockey on Fire at SoundCloud and iTunes and check us out on our social media sites like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, Ducks fans. Saturday night in Pittsburgh. Let's go Ducks.